This morning, if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn with me to the book of Esther, chapter 4. I entitled this message this morning, Timing is Everything. I read a story of some people who were having a bonfire in their backyard. In fact, they were making some s'mores. How many of you like s'mores? Yummy. Some of you can taste it right now. <laughs> I'm always mentioning food. What's... They became distracted by sirens that were, that were taking place in the front yard, and so they went out to the front to go see what was happening. Sure enough, there were some fire engines there, and the neighbor's house was on fire. The wife was seen uh, embracing her husband as she was crying because of their home. Then the wife looked at the neighbors who had came out from their backyard, and as she looked at them, she gave them the dirtiest look for about 10 seconds. The neighbors couldn't understand why. Little did they know was that they had came from their backyard from having their bonfire. They were carrying their marshmallows on a stick. I mean, no, that's bad timing. The neighbor's house is on fire, and they're carrying a marshmallow on a stick. See, timing is everything. When it comes to, when it comes to everything in our lives, you buy a car, timing is everything. When to buy a house, when to sell a house, when to buy stocks, when to sell stocks, when to have a wedding. I mean, oh, there's timing for that, right? When to have children, when to start a business. How about this one? When to, when to buy uh, summer items. I mean, oh, there's timing for that. When to buy winter items, when to go Christmas uh, shopping. There's times for that. You know, usually it's after Christmas, right? You get all the bargains, get all the deals. Everything's 90% off. There's a timing for everything. And in Esther 4.14, we have Mordecai telling his younger cousin these words. He says this to Esther. He says, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this time that you have orchestrated for us to be here today. That you have appointed. Lord, it is not by accident. It is not by coincidence. But it is your timing. Lord, everything that takes place in our lives is your timing. Lord, help us to see this. And help us to understand through your word which you are going to bring forth this morning. That we will receive clarity. That we will receive peace. We will receive strength. And we will receive life that comes from your word. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for this privilege and honor. Lord, to worship you, 
to serve in your kingdom building. Lord, I pray that you would use our lives in a great and mighty way, not for our glory, but for your glory. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor, all the praise in Jesus' name, the church says. Amen and amen. It's all about timing. I, I know all about timing. When I was 14, I started playing drums. Drums is all about timing. I remember, I remember practicing with a metronome. If you don't know what a metronome is, it's that, it's that little tick rate that you can adjust. The metronome does not, does not waver. It, is, it does not slow down and it does not speed up. Whatever you set it at, it remains. It's that, you know, yeah. And so I would play drums. I would, when I was first learning, I would wear some, some headphones and I would play to a metronome. And it helped me to keep timing. And although, although you know, I, I could never achieve the, the perfection of a metronome, it developed me. It developed me to stay in time. It developed me to, to, to hold a beat. Because that's key. You know, you ever seen, you ever heard drummers, you know, where, where the, the tempo is just everywhere like a roller coaster? You know, they're speeding up, they're slowing down, you know, they can't, they can't find the right, you know, beats per minute in the song. Why? Because they haven't developed timing. It is so crucial. In the book of Esther, Haman was the newly appointed prime minister of Persia. The king commanded that the people bow down to Haman, an act bordering on worshiping him. You see, but Mordecai refused to bow. He refused to worship him. He took heed to God's word, as it says in Exodus chapter 20, where he says, you shall have no other gods before me, God says. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. I believe Mordecai took those words very seriously because he vowed where everyone else uh, submitted and said, oh yes, we will do what you have commanded because you're the king. Mordecai says, no, I serve the king of kings and I only bow to him. God says, God says that my knee shall only bow to him. So, no, I will not do what you're asking me to do. I cannot do that. The Bible says that Haman, in his arrogance and in his pride, decided not to challenge Mordecai, but instead he plotted to wipe out Mordecai's entire race. You know, it sounds very familiar of centuries forward of what took place in Nazi Germany. See, but God had a different plan. God had a different plan. 
And God says, no, I'm not going to allow this to take place. God placed Esther, a Jew, in place where she had man's favor because of God's favor. Because of her servant's heart. The Bible says that she was next in line to be queen. See, God had strategically placed Esther for that right timing. And Mordecai was so right when he said, perhaps, perhaps, Esther, you were brought to here for this specific time. And it was so true. That was so key in what God was doing. There's a time for everything. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon writes this, and he says, for everything there is a season. Many of you know this verse. A time for every activity under heaven. Before it was a song, it was in the Bible. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. See, Solomon mentions all these different times in our lives and in the world that we live in. He says there is a time for everything. You know, when I think of timing, how many know that the, the best time to, to propose to your future spouse is not at someone else's wedding? <laughs> Maybe that puts it into a little more perspective for you and I. There's a time for everything. Yes, it is, it is good, amen, to, to propose and to you know, get engaged and then to get married, but there is a time for everything. Although things may be good, there is a time for you to experience that. And there are also bad times. I think of... I think of when, you know, when, when someone is, is, is gardening or, or doing landscaping. There's a time to fertilize your lawn. There's a time for that. You can't just do it whenever you want to and how many times you want to. Yes, that fertilizer is good for that lawn. But if you give it too much, it's too much of a good thing. You can end up hurting it. 
You meant, to, you meant to heal it and to bring it back to life, but instead you are hurting it. Why? Because you are giving it too much. Or maybe it's the wrong season. It's the wrong temperature. It's the wrong environment for you to be giving it those supplements. So there is a time. God says, in our lives, everything is about timing. It's all about timing in our lives. See, God says, God says I, have, I have waiting for you the perfect thing, but it's in my timing. Because if you get it too early, it might not be good for you. You might not be ready for it. Like that grass that may be dormant at that time, and you try to hit it with this, with this fertilizer or with, or with these kind of supplements, and it's dormant, it's not going to do anything. Instead, the weeds will take over. And God says it has to be at the right time in your life. You have to be ready for it. It has to be the right season. And you say, God, no, the season is right now. God says, no, the season is up ahead. You just need to wait for it. See, we don't control the timing of most events in our lives. We can agree on that, right? We have no control over certain things that take place. The best we can do is to recognize the timing. That's what God is asking of us. Even though we may not be able to control this or that, God says just recognize the timing. Recognize who's allowing this to take place and who is doing the work. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, wait patiently for the Lord. It says, be brave and courageous. He says, yes, wait patiently for the Lord. It reminds me of when, of when Paul said those words. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Remember that? You remember that? Rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says this. He says, again, I say rejoice. What was Paul doing there? Come on, someone say it. What was Paul doing there? Oh, someone said reiterating. Oh, it's good. He was, he was reaffirming. He was reiterating. He was saying, look, I don't want you to miss out on this. So I'm going to say it again. I mean, you know that, you know, you tend to repeat yourself either because someone isn't listening or because you do not want them to miss out on what has been said. And that's what Paul was doing. Paul was saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Just in case you weren't listening, I'm going to say it again. I mean, you know, sometimes we can find ourselves in that area, right, where we're, we're just not listening. And God has to get our attention. Thank God for his, for, his, for his patience with us. Amen? God is so patient with us. Whew. We can learn so much from his patience in our lives, in dealing with other people. Amen? Yes. All right. God is working, God is working in some 
this morning in the area of patience. But he says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. It kind of gives me like a, kind of gives me like a, 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 maybe a picture of someone saying, really? Like, do we have to wait? What is the importance of waiting here? I've been waiting. When is this going to happen? And the writer has to repeat himself and says, yes, yes, wait patiently for the Lord. i got to tell you one more time. See, many a times in our lives we find, we find ourselves in what I like to call the waiting room. The waiting room. You know, I think of a, of a hospital waiting room where you're waiting for your loved one. You're waiting to hear back that everything went good. You're waiting to hear, you know, maybe, maybe, it's, in the, maybe it's in the maternity waiting room. And you're waiting to hear that the baby is healthy, mama's healthy. You can't wait to see them both. And you're in that waiting room, and it's in that waiting room where it's that time of expectancy, isn't it? Usually, usually there's, that, there's that, that, that excitement when it comes to, like, the maternity waiting room. You know, if you're waiting for someone who is having surgery, you know, you're, you're praying, right? You're praying, you know, God, you know, God uh, uh, guide the hands of the surgeons. I pray that everything goes well. And you're putting your trust in the Lord. See, and that's what God expects us to do in the waiting room. Is he expects us to trust in him. You know, usually it's in those times that we pray the most, right? We seek God fervently. Why? Because we're seeking to see good results. We seek for God's hand to move and to protect and to heal. And so we seek God with all of our heart. And so when it comes to the expectations of us, when we find ourselves in the waiting room in life, God says, I need you to seek me. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need to seek God. My wife has, has shared with me how timing is everything. When, a, when, addressing, when addressing certain things or, 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 or certain issues, and she'll wait on God to give her the right time to bring it up. I remember she shared with me how, how, how God was dealing with her to address me in some areas. Believe me, there's times that I need correction. And little did I know that she, was, that she was waiting for the right time to bring up certain, that certain issue and to address the concerns. I didn't know that. You know, I was living life and I was just going through, you know, thinking everything is hunky-dory. And, you know, we're all fine. Little did I know that there were these things that needed to be dealt with. 
But I thank God because you know how many of us can just blow off when things happen. When someone says something, we just blow off. When someone does something to us, we do something back. (laughs) But how many of us wait for the right timing? How many of us say, you know what, God? I'm going to give this to you. And I'm going to seek you in wisdom. I'm going to seek you in, in uh, uh, Lord, how to deal with this the right way. And not the way my flesh wants to deal with it, but the way you would want me to deal with this. And so she had told me that, that at that right time, God said, all right. Now is the time. I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> but, she, but she said that God said, now is the time. And then she proceeded to bring it up. But it's that right time that God orchestrates, that God says that everything is going to go right. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Just allow God to have you do it in the right time. When it comes to addressing certain issues, allow God to to bring the right time for you to address that. And what does God expect you to do in the meantime? Pray. He wants you to pray. You're able to focus You're able to get a level head. You're able to take things into perspective. You're able to think about things before you speak. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, have you prayed about it? Come on, ask him, have you prayed about it? See, Isaiah writes in Isaiah 40, verse 31, Those who wait upon the Lord will have their strength renewed. Oh, God, that sounds so good. How many of you want your strength renewed this morning? Oh, man. I thank God for the renewing of strength. I thank him for it. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. And God does that in our waiting for him. In our waiting upon him, he says he gives us strength in the waiting room. You find yourself in that waiting room, God says, and, and, and you find yourself seeking him, and God says he's strengthening you in that time to prepare you for what is to come. So we are expected to seek and trust God. How can we pass that test? We mentioned earlier, be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. Be careful the words words that come from your mouth because those are either words of life or words of death. The power of our words, we know, is, is so detrimental to others. It can change the course of someone's life. 
the power of our words. And many times we just speak things so freely. We speak without thinking. And God says, no, you need to be slow to speak. If you are to pass the test and you are to, to, to wait patiently for me and you are to come out of that waiting room in, in victory, then you need to be slow to speak. Don't speak negativity over your life. Don't speak negativity over someone else's life. What can I learn from waiting on God? What can you and I learn in these times? What is it that God wants us to take away from these experiences and situations, trials within your life? I believe what God wants us to pull from it is that he always comes through. He always comes through. God hasn't failed me. I can't, I can't look back on any area of my life where, where, where you know, I know, you know God has, has orchestrated and, and think, man, I think, I think that was a mistake right there. I think God waited too long for this. I think God's timing was a little bit off. I can't look back on anything in my life and say that. If I would take honest, if I would take an honest look at my life, the things that God had me wait for is because I wasn't ready for it. The things God had decided to do at a certain time in my life was that he was still preparing me for that. He was still doing something. He was still working. And sometimes it isn't, you know, it isn't a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing, amen, because God knows what you need in order to receive that which you are to receive. God isn't going to give you that, those supplements or fertilizer at the wrong time in your life. It's going to be right when you need it. When you're awake, when you're able to see all that God is doing and all that he seeks to do. Romans 5, 6, Paul says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Maybe some have, have thought in their lives, well, what if it was a little sooner? Or what if it was a little later? It doesn't matter. All we know is that it was at the right time. That's when God did it, so if that's when God did it, it was the right time. It was the right time for you and I.
I read this quote by Winston Churchill. He says, there comes a special moment in everyone's life. A moment for which that person was born. That special opportunity, when he seizes it, will fulfill his mission. A mission for which he is uniquely qualified. In that moment, he will find greatness. It is his finest hour. You see, God wants us to seize the moment. When God says, move, you move. Seize the moment. We look at, we look at Esther's life. And she has given us tools here on, on how to determine if it's the right time in our life. First, you need to look at the needs around you. You see, she understood not only the people's need, but also what they needed from her. Because there was something specific that God had given her. That she was specifically qualified to do. And maybe she didn't realize it at first, but she came to realize that there was a specific need that the people needed from, that, or, or that they needed that they were only going to get from her. Seizing the moment. From her stepping out. From her saying yes. Not only considering the needs around you, but the opportunities before you. See, Mordecai speculated that if Esther failed to act on behalf of her people, that she might miss out on God's purpose for her life. Let me tell you right now, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on God's purpose for your life. Also to consider the influencers behind you. See, Esther came to value Mordecai's opinion. It's important for us to value sound advice, wise counsel. It's key. It's so crucial for you and I. Also considering the successes under you. Ask yourself, have you, have you done anything like this before in your life? Has, were there any similar situations that have taken place? Or maybe someone else that may have shared with you of this taking place in their life. What did God do in that situation? What did God do in their situation? Did God come through? Was God faithful? 
Was God helping them? We look at the past successes and we see that, yes, God got me through this so he can get me through this next one here. God, God got me through when I felt so hopeless in, this, in, this, in this, this area and this time of my life. But he was so faithful. He was so faithful. He didn't give up on me. Those times where I wanted to quit, God didn't quit on me. Those times that I felt like letting go, God didn't let go of me. Those times that I was so full of anger and so full of, 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 of all these, these horrible feelings, God still loved me. What has God done for you? Now, what are you going to do for God? What are you going to do for God? See, because he says timing is everything. He says there's a specific purpose on why I created you in the first place. We need to consider the courage that lies within you and I. That doesn't come from us. It comes from God. God has given us the courage to do so. Look at what Jesus says in John 16, verse 33. He says, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. This is Jesus speaking. He says, but, he says, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. He says, take heart, because all of these things that you're facing in the world he says, I have overcome the world. And so all of these things that weigh you down, I've overcome those weights. I can lift those weights. I am greater. I am stronger. I am smarter. He says, so take heart. Take courage. Be brave. Be courageous. As the worship team comes forward this morning, see, it's not our, it isn't our responsibility to change God's timing. It's our responsibility to recognize it. It's our responsibility to say, God, this is you. To look at it and, 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 and be able to see that it is God working in your life. That it is God orchestrating the steps in your life. And he does it for your good. It doesn't mean that you're doing something bad. It just means that God is, is, is just prepping you for the right time to be able to grow from that which he is going to give to you. To be able to, for it to take root. He's preparing that soil. And he's, and he's, he's preparing it, he's, he's cultivating it. Maybe there's some, there's some plowing going on. God 
says, I'm just preparing the soil. That's all I'm doing. Don't think that you're doing anything wrong. I just know what it's going to take for that to take root in your life. I know the best timing. See, it's our responsibility to accept and to cooperate with God's timing. God, if this is what you commanded me to do, then I'm going to do it. If this is what you have asked of me, then I'm going to do it. Lord, I'm going to submit myself to your will. Because I know that your plan for me is good. And I know that you've never failed me. You You stay true to your word. And church... God has been faithful. He has not failed us. And he's not going to start to fail us today. He's going to continue to be there for you and I. He's going to continue to open those doors at the right time. But it's up to us. It's up to us. What are we going to do in that waiting room? What's going to be our reaction? What's going to be our attitude? God says, trust me. Trust me. Pray. Seek me with all of your heart. He says, and when you seek me, I will give you everything that you need. And that means everything. Nothing that doesn't need to be there. will be there. God is going to give you exactly what you need. Exactly what you need. Timing is everything. As we bow our heads this morning.